understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Stranded Face Podcast. It's your girl, Jessica Hurley, and it is time for none other than 15-Minute Friday. Y'all, listen. We are still in this thing. What is going on? And I know the spectrum is wide and long when it comes to where you fall on it with how you're dealing with this. I have talked to so many people that are just relaxing and enjoying this time and spending it with their kids. And I know a lot of people that are using this time to build businesses and grow and do the things that they've always said that they wanted to do or learn new skills. My course has been flying off the shelf. So there's a lot of people looking to start podcasts. And then I know a larger percentage than you would probably assume of people that are thriving in business right now. And I say this all the time. This is not to say that people aren't suffering. There are over 18 million people applying for unemployment. There is a slew of people that are without jobs. And it just gets worse, right? Without groceries, without income, without stability, with just growing concern every day. I can't fathom. I could not. But for a lot of us, we're in the middle of transitions and changes, insane miracles. And I feel like we're coming up on the upswing of this, which is really exciting. But I think we all know one thing is outside of the fact that we will be coming out of this very soon. But I think we all know that the world will forever be different after this. I'm actually thinking about postponing my wedding to 2021. That was my little sad pity party. I'm done now. It's safer for everyone. It's not to say that this won't be over by September, but there's a lot of pending issues in between. So it's just a smarter move. And we did have a few friends that lost their jobs. So we can't expect them to pay this amount of money to show up to this wedding. So here nor there, that's fine. I'm I'm damn near already married, y'all. So I could care less. I was just ready for the celebration with my closest friends. So. But let's get into today's episode or else I'm going to do what I always do and make this content longer than 15 minutes. So let's make this quick. So I want to talk about this. How do you go from having a gift, right? Having a gift, because I truly believe God has given every single one of us a divine gift. But how do you go from just having a gift and then getting it, like using it to walk in your true purpose? And This is funny because this is actually stuff I don't love to talk about because I feel like it's like buzzwords or trigger words. Like every time you get on the internet, somebody's like, well, what is your why? You have to have such a strong why. And you know, like, how do you walk in your true purpose? But you guys know that I truly believe that one, like I said, God's given us all a unique gift. It's not all the same. They all vary. They're very different. But there is, it is not a situation where this person has a divine gift or a percentage of people have a divine gift or a percentage of people were put on this earth to, to change the world. We all have it. It's whether we choose or not to walk in it, right? And you have met people that change the world in the smallest of ways and they are so significant on the map of things that work together to change this world forever, right? Who would have thought, who would have thought right now that 
our frontline workers, our grocery store workers, our firefighters, our medical workers, our gas station store clerks, we're going to be the people that would save this world right now and save us. There are people risking their lives during a crucial pandemic, using their gifts or their strength. Maybe that's a job they never wanted. Maybe the gas store attendant clerk doesn't, maybe that wasn't his dream job. Maybe he doesn't feel like that's his gift. Maybe talking to people every day as that attendant has always been his gift. There are several nurses and doctors and and medical workers that this is their divine gift to save lives, to be there when people are in their most critical place and to service them, to be there for them, to act quickly, to use their intelligence, to guide someone through a health crisis. That is their gift. And who would have thought these people with gifts that we a lot of times overlook? Because I feel like when I say gift, people think like, okay, a gift to speak to the masses or, you know, a gift to start a movement or a gift to change lives or a, you know, a gift to help other people. Everyone has a divine gift. Even the janitor has a divine gift. Some of you have a gift of patience. Some of you have a gift of talking to people. Some of you have a gift of listening Every time I go, used to go see my therapist, I was like, this woman has an insane gift to simply listen, receive, and then like process everything in a very short amount of time. Everyone is given a gift. You have a gift. You have a gift. And here's the thing, and this is what I want to distinguish. Just because you have a gift does not mean you're walking in your purpose. And so I want you to know that accepting it, knowing you have a gift, and then accepting it are two completely different things, Right? So if I were to be completely honest with you, I have seen myself speaking on stages my entire life. When I was in fifth grade, I did like that Tropicana speech. Fourth and fifth grade, I did that Tropicana speech. Fourth grade, I don't know if you guys know what that is, but in Florida, it is like this massive like writing essay. And then you get on stage in front of like your fourth and fifth grade, like in the whole assembly hall or whatever, and you uh, read your essay. And I did uh, fourth grade, I came in third place. Fifth grade, I came in first place. So And I'm not saying that like that was the moment where I was like, oh, I'm going to be a public speaker. But the gift was there. The gift was there. I went into a job at 24 being told that I would be the talking communicator, the face of this organization because I would be building the relationships. I would be doing the talking. I would be the communicator for this powerful message. I knew I wanted to always do women's events, but it took until I was 28 for people that were working with me in the nonprofit sector, that for my friends that were around me to say for the 110th time, Jessica, you are such an incredible, engaging speaker. Like you tell a story and I can't stop listening. Like I'm so engaged. I leave hanging out with you for four hours and I feel like my life has changed. You have this incredible gift to speak in a way that makes me feel like, wow, I'm there with you, you know, or wow, I'm on the couch next to you or whatever. It took me until 28 to go like, okay, I have a gift. What can I do to like grow this thing? What can I do to develop it? How can I begin to care for it, right? So acceptance is step one. And so I want you to understand if you're listening right now, you have a gift. Have you accepted it yet? Or are you pushing it off? Because right, this is what we do. This is what we do. And I've said this before. We will see a gift or potential in our friends and family members a thousand times over faster than anyone else. They will literally do something and you'll be like, wow, wow. Girl, you have a gift. You are incredible with that. That is your thing. Sales is your thing. You have no fear, no doubt. You just sell. Like, this is your thing. Photography is your thing. You taking the best angles with the iPhone. Like, I've never seen anyone do this. This is your gift. You should do more of this thing. 
But when we know what our gift is, because I promise you, you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I know that thing that everyone says, like, girl, this is your thing. You have yet to acknowledge it. You have assumed like when it's ours, we're like, well, it's a fluke. It's a total fluke, right? It's like, I think I'm just having that vision in my head because it's something I once saw on a movie or it's something that like, I think I want, but I probably will never get right? So we'll see it in our best friend or our family and we will dive head first trying to help them craft and practice their gift that we see in them or their potential. But we will assume that ours is just a fluke, right? Like that shit can't be real. No way, no how. So one, I want you to first acknowledge it for what it is and accept it and say, I have a gift. My gift is blank. Now that you've accepted it, Because you can know for years, like I said, years and decades that you've had this gift. And now that you've done the most critical thing, which is accept that gift, you've accepted it. Like, and I want you to say it every day because I promise you manifestation is real. So you can literally say, like, repeat after me, but fill in the blank. Like, Jessica, you have a gift to speak to people in a way that can change their lives. Jessica, you need to care and practice for this gift of speaking into people and pouring into people daily because you have a gift. So now that you've accepted it, now that you're owning it, owning it in the mirror, owning it to your friends, owning it to yourself, owning it when you journal, just own it, accept it and own it. It is not selfish. It is not humble of you to own a gift. You have a damn gift and you are not walking in your purpose until you use it to move someone else. So now that you've accepted it, How do you grow and care for it? Because you don't get to skip this part, right? You don't get to say, okay, I have a gift. You know, there would be no possible way for me to say like, I have a gift, it's speaking. And so, you know, Mr. So-and-so founder of this event, like I have a gift of speaking. Can I speak on your stage? No, I have to grow it. I have to craft it. I have to perfect it constantly. I have to prove to people that this indeed is my gift. And again, this is not a show and tell. This is not a show off thing. This is not, ooh, look at me. I have a gift. But you're not walking in your purpose until you're using it to change the lives of other people. So it's just a gift. It's just a thing that you possess that you're not using yet. You're not using it. So you don't get credit for not using it. You get what I'm saying? It's like buying a book. Buying a... I had to go grab a book. Buying a book and being like, well, I have this book about, you know, mentoring, but I I definitely want to continue to learn about mentoring. I've bought all these books. But have you read any of them? Have you applied anything that you've read? Well, then you haven't learned shit. So listen to me when you accept that you have a gift and you understand that you have a God-given gift that was given to you and only you, it is selfish for you not to then perfect and care for it and grow it to then use it because now you're not walking in purpose. There are people's lives who will not change because you are literally being selfish. You're saying, I don't really want to own this thing. I don't really like it. I don't really think it's useful. No. So once you accept it, you have to then learn to care for it and grow it. And so what are some ways you can do this? So I came up with some questions that I want you to ask yourself and constantly answer. And you should be applying one of these things at least once or twice a week. So once you accept your gift, and you begin to grow and care for it, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Have I ever used this gift to change or help someone? So if I were to ask myself that question two, three years ago, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. You know, I have friends all the time that tell me when they sit down and talk with me, they call me for advice. I've changed their life. 
Great. How do I do more of that? How do I do more of that? And literally like insert it into my daily practices or my weekly practices to constantly perfect this gift. It's not something I should do sometimes or sporadically. It's something I should do on a regular basis because it is a gift that was given to me. I need to use it. So have I used this to change someone's life or have I used this to help someone? And am I doing it regularly? If not, I need to practice doing it regularly. Another question you need to ask yourself is, am I in the best environment to foster this gift? Y'all know this will become a 45 minute episode if I talk about your, your surrounding environments, but be honest with yourself, right? So let's say, for example, someone told you that you are incredible at taking like the best angles and the, these look like professional D, what are they? DR, DSLR camera photos with an iPhone eight, right? You've just got this incredible perspective and view of angles and lighting and this and that. And someone's like, you know, you have a gift. You really need to take more photos. You should start building a portfolio. And then you ask yourself, am I in the best environment to foster this gift? Are you in a place where you can take photos of people all the time? Maybe you have a full-time job that doesn't allow for that, but can you put yourself in an environment on the weekends? Can you become part of a community of other photographers? You know, can you go get a mentor that gives you three to eight hours a week of getting around someone that loves what you love? Are you in an environment that can foster this gift? I'm not going to front. I'm not going to lie. Let me tell you how badly every time I meet a woman or see a woman that speaks just eloquently in a way that just articulates this incredible message. I'm like, I want to be her friend. And if not, and because, you know, some people are bigger than sliced bread, I'm going to follow her every move. I'm going to listen to every podcast, every book, everything that she does. I'm going to go watch it because this is someone that I can learn from. And I need to constantly be growing and caring for my gift. So are you in the best environment to foster this gift? Next question you need to ask yourself, can I create opportunities to foster this gift? So maybe you're not in the right environment. Maybe you haven't used this gift a lot because maybe you're just now accepting it, right? Maybe you're just like, wow, okay. Like, yeah, last year, you know, I was tired of people telling me that like, this is your thing. So I started to accept it, but I, how do I create opportunities to foster this gift? Best way I can tell you is go do it for free. And this doesn't apply to everyone. Some of you might be like, what? I can't go, you know, medically help people for free. I need to do this and do that first. And I understand that. But for some of you, go do it for free. I was building people's podcasts for free before I started Instapodcast. I just talked to a friend that I was, we were talking about our weddings and changing dates. And she said, you know, we're going to Greece and we have a photographer coming with us. And I was like, wow, how much is that costing you? And she said, well, the girl's building her portfolio. So she just made us pay for a flight. She's coming for free. She wants the pictures for her portfolio. That is how you create opportunities to foster your gift. And I know a lot of you are going to be like, well, what happened to charging your worth? And this, that, and the third, I get it. But you have to start somewhere. You have to begin creating that proof to, yeah, other people. Yeah, you need to create proof to other people that this is your gift and this is your thing. And you can be the go-to person to exert this gift and give it to other people and they can learn and grow from it. Yes, you definitely need to be that. But you need to prove to yourself that this is your gift. And over and over again, you can deliver this gift to help people and change people's lives or make them happy, right? I have a, y'all know Hillary, my best friend. She, to this day, is working diligently to try to help me make enough money so that she can work for me. And she always tells me that she wants her job title to be my happiness engineer. If I could ever tell you Hillary's purpose in life, like her gift is like 
her joy, like I'm getting the chills talking about this, her joy comes from making other people happy, right? So when I have a problem, or I have an issue, or I'm down, or I need this, or this is in the way of me finishing a project, Hillary will go to extreme lengths to fill that gap or that void to make me happy, or to help me reach my goal. If she knows reaching that goal will make me happy, right? Or texting me in the morning, randomly and saying, friend, how can I pray for you today? I'm thinking of you today. She is literally the happiness engineer. (laughs) And so it's like, how can you create opportunities to foster this gift? And it might not look the way you want it to look up front. This is why when some of you have tried to sell something or jump out the gym, it hasn't worked as well as you would have thought because you followed all the directions, but you have yet to craft and grow your gift. And sometimes that has to come from a somewhat humble place. So how can you create these opportunities to foster this gift? Another question, how do you get more practice? How can you begin perfecting this gift? And it sounds like a repeat question, but... This goes back to proving to yourself that this is indeed your gift because, and this is going to go into my next question, you need to be able to answer this for yourself. Is this a calling or is this a hobby? And there's a difference because I have met people that when I talk to them, they are very clear on what their gift is. It is this thing, right? But then when they go to turn it into a business or something that they want to help the masses with, it all of a sudden pains them. It takes away the joy from them. And there is a difference between something that you are gifted at and love very much, but might not be part of your purpose or calling, right? Let me give you an example. I have a girl in our mastermind group that when we met her and she joined, she was weaving these like incredible gift baskets with lights. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like her special gift to people was these gift baskets that you could, she would create the gift baskets, put the goodies in there, wrap it up, but then she would wrap the basket with these really cool lights. So when she gifted it, it was like this blinging, shining, lighting basket. And it was always this like unforgettable experience. And she loved giving them to people because people would say, oh my God, wow, like, you know, I've never received something like this. And she's, she's creating this unforgettable experience. When we dove into how she could make money from this, how to, you know, scale this business, how to monetize something like this, how to take what we thought was her, her gift, which it was because she's gifted at it. But how could she take her gift and spread it to more people? It became something she no longer liked. Because it's a hobby that she's gifted at that brings her happiness. It does not necessarily mean that it's something that she needs to monetize or something that she needs to use to walk in her purpose, right? Because we can have several gifts. We can have several passions. We can be multi-passionate. All of those things may not be the things that we are here to spread to hundreds and thousands of people, or maybe just five or 10 people to push them forward, to change them, to bring them happiness. This may just be a hobby or something for us, right? Like, well, I wouldn't even say I'm gifted at it, but there's things that I love to do that I necessarily wouldn't teach other people how to do because I'm, they're just things that bring me joy. They're not things that I think I would be an incredible gifted teacher at. Does that make sense? I have someone very close to me that is an incredible artist and she's gone through several situations where every time she's dark or struggling or has something going on, she paints these incredible paintings. And then we've gone through several situations where we've started selling them. And then she feels like she's selling her soul when she sells them. You know, she feels like she's selling something that makes her extremely happy. And it's not that she wants to hoard the paintings, but she finds more joy in the creation of it than she does in the selling of it, even though she was making a lot of money. So you need to practice it 
and begin perfecting it because in that process, you're going to be able to answer the question, is this a gift that is a calling on my life that I need to perfect and then give out to more and more people and not be selfish about and share with the world because it's going to change people and make them happier or help someone? Or is this just a hobby that I'm gifted at? And then I guess the last question you would want to ask yourself is, is there any formal training, right? Because there are some people that their gift is to help people physically, medically, mentally. And these are things that require formal training, right? Like classes and formal training, or maybe you hire a coach because you know, you're really good at this thing, but you need someone that's ahead of you, right? Always, always, always. I was watching the Michael Jordan documentary a couple nights ago, and they talked about how it is no coincidence that Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan were coached by the same coach. Two most incredible basketball players in our history happened to be coached by the same coach. No coincidence. So getting yourself a coach to perfect that gift is critical. Finding yourself the right person, maybe signing up for some classes, right? Fit, whatever it is. If you, if you plan to, you love fitness so much, you want to teach it. Teaching people and connecting with people is your true gift, right? And then I want to go back to this because I, I should have started with this is make sure you're clear on what your gift is, right? And that that's a deeper, deeper question because some of you may be fitness instructors and you're thinking like teaching fitness is my true gift. Like every time someone's body transforms and I teach them how to do all of these things and then I teach them in a way that makes it easier on the participants so then they become fitter faster because I make the workouts easier or fun or less boring. And you think that that's your gift, but what might be your gift is communicating with people. Might be your gift is helping people transform. Because you might find that outside of fitness and in other things, mindset and relationships and all these other things, you love to just watch people open up, change and transform, right? Like asking yourself, what is the actual gift? Because there might be more than one way to apply it. And if you can really answer these questions, like get good at answering this, these questions, is this gift a calling or a hobby? How can I practice it? Who can I hire to help me? Do I need to go get a certification? Do I need to go back to school? Am I in the best environment to foster this gift? Have I accepted this gift? Like, how can I use this constantly to change or help someone? If you can answer these questions, I want you to understand something very, very clear. You are blessed. You are so lucky because there are people that will die with their gifts and their passion and never, ever act on them for whatever reasons, for insecurities, for lack of acceptance, for not acknowledging that they do indeed have a purpose on this earth and they just did their job and served their family, but they never utilized the gift that they were given. If you can answer these questions, you are blessed and you need to get excited. You need to be like, alarmed and filled, just fill yourself up with joy because you have an understanding that most people will spend a lifetime trying to figure out. And now you know that you've basically mapped out your life's work. People will spend a lifetime trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. You now know that whether you are working a job, taking care of your family, cooking for your husband, doing all of these things, that amongst all of this, One of your primary goals needs to be to craft this gift and use it to change lives. That is always the overarching thing is how do I use my gift to walk in my true purpose? And I'm going to end with this. I say this all the time and I'm going to say it again because I want you to marry this and leave it in your head. Acknowledging your gift is one thing. That is your, your passion 
It might come through as your passion or an experience or a trauma or something, but this has become your gift. Acknowledging your gift is one thing, but until you use it to move people by changing them, transforming them, helping them, or bringing them joy, peace, or happiness, you are not walking in your true purpose. So I hope after listening to this episode, I challenge you to invite your gift in, accept it, and then be willing to ask yourself these hard questions to craft and grow and care for your gift so you can be walking in, you can spend the rest of your life walking in your true purpose. So much love, y'all. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.